listening to Sage and Brayden Love Comics. Hi everyone, I'm Sage. And I'm Brayden. And we love comics. And that's why we named our podcast Sage and Brayden Love Comics. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're in episode 8 now. Yeah, we're back. It's been a, been a minute. Yeah, we took a much needed little break there for a second. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, things are hard to do uh, <laughs> and stressful. And so sometimes you want you need to not do things. And yeah, it helps. And then you then you can just go back to doing things again later, which yeah. is what we did. And on Halloween too. Woo! Spooky. Well it's, well, it's not Halloween now, but it will be when this comes out. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I. I didn't do anything for Halloween last year, or but I don't really do much for Halloween these days anyway. Uh, do you got any plans this year? Uh, not really. I mean, it's already hard enough, you know, with everything going on. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm working on Halloween, so I I have a just a basic little costume. I'm being Sylvie from uh, 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 the Loki show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's That's just cool. basic things. Yeah. It's just gonna be like a little cape with like a black turtleneck and like the little mm-hmm. crown horns thing. Um, and then I'll just hang out with my my cousins and probably just play a spooky game or watch a scary movie or something. Nice. Yeah, I've got like a cape, little cape with a little hood cloak thing that I usually wear every year like that and like a skeleton glove and whatever else I can find. Yeah. Uh, just... It's usually my go-to. <laughs> yeah, I put the cape on. I got it uh, yesterday and I put it on and I felt very... Um, I felt very cool, like walking around, like swishy, you know. Capes are super was, fun. I love it was wearing capes. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, should be should be fun. It's always fun, no matter what ends up actually happening. Yeah, but. yeah, it's, that's the thing. Is I feel like even if I don't do too much on Halloween, it's still a really fun holiday. Mm. Um, I love spooky stuff, and that's actually we picked the two books we picked are yeah. kind of a spookier books. So absolutely, not horror books no these are (laughs) spooky themed books Uh, yeah so they're not scary (laughs) yeah not that there's a problem with horror books that's just not what we're talking about yeah no (laughs) but Uh, yeah and there's a little bit of uh news in the comic industry a big Mm -hmm. one is that saga's coming back whoa yeah it's been like two years two and a half years i don't even remember yeah, it's been it's been out. a while, um, and I know that's one that's a big question that we were getting a lot at the store is that yeah. a lot of people are like, do you know when Saga's coming back? Do you know when Saga's coming back? And it was always mm-hmm. no, we don't know. And now we now we have an answer. Yeah, they announced it at uh, one of the big conventions that happened recently. Uh, yeah, um, New York City Comic Con. Okay, yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, so it's coming back in January. Yeah, it's. Uh, so what? Yeah, fifty four was the last issue, right? And that was that came out in uh, July of twenty eighteen. Oh yeah, so like almost three oh, years. Yeah. Wow. No, that uh, is three years. Wow. Which you yeah. know, uh, time time kind of stretches uh, during a pandemic, uh, naturally. But so yeah, were you 
keeping up with with saga when it was coming out um Um, no i've i've actually only read the first like three trades i think so yeah um so you don't even know the huge cliffhanger they they ended on for three years (laughs) no i have that problem brayden where i like i really like stuff but i only get like two or three trades in a lot of the time and then i start (laughs) reading something else because i get distracted but i do i do have to uh i do have to finish that one so when it comes out i can be caught up yeah i'm i'm curious about it i i I've, i was reading it as, as it was coming out um but also like it has been three years i'm not sure i'm that i'm still that interested honestly like i know yeah <laughs> like be like but, what was happening again like i'll check it out for sure and, and fiona staples art is just always amazing but yeah i'm not sure if I'm all that invested in the story at this point, but we'll so see. it was halfway done, right? Like they that are sounds they gonna, right. Yeah, because there's nine trades, so they're gonna do another nine trades. Like that's a lot. Probably, yeah. It's uh, oh yeah, I'm not sure when it started exactly, but yeah, they did like 50 issues. Uh, Dang. Well. So 50 something, 55. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I wonder if it'll still be like the same mega hit that it was when it was coming out regularly. Um, yeah. Cause one of the things with saga, if I remember correctly, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, when that came out, it was, uh, kind of more in the beginning, right. Of like images, um, mm-hmm. like hits, uh, cause like, you know, images, uh, one of the more popular, like indie quote unquote, um, mm-hmm. publishers, uh, and so like they did the walking dead and then they did saga and those were like two of their really big things. And then now they have, they have a lot more titles now that have a lot mm-hmm. of popularity. So I don't know if saga is going to really quite live up to how it was. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. And it, it, yeah, definitely put image on the map. Like everybody's got their eyes out on any, any new number, new series that image puts out these days. Um, mm-hmm. but Interesting, yeah. We'll we'll see how how things go for them from there, but yeah, um, yeah. Uh, oh, and speaking of image, so did you hear about the the printing thing? I mean, I know of it uh, in general. Just uh, there's just general supply shortages all over the planet right now. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's starting to hit book the book industry, comics and and books pretty hard right now. Yeah. Uh, but but image in particular has has stuff going on. Yeah, so you know there's the paper shortage that's happening. Um so image has announced that they're not doing any multiple printings. So okay. you know when um when comics come out, they come out as the single issues and that's considered like the first printing. So mm-hmm. if a book is popular, uh they'll print um, you know more copies of it so like there'll be second third fourth printings of books um right. they're not image isn't going to be doing that anymore so if you like something that image does you you got to get it when it comes out otherwise you know they're like you're, you're out of luck right yeah you uh probably like you have to pre-order it to, to guarantee stuff these days um even yeah. more so if there's no second printings because yeah once those sell through that'll that'll be it that's that's It'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I I am pessimistic about how it's going to impact the the speculation market and and scalpers and stuff. Uh, so that'll probably be more of a nuisance to deal with in the future. But um, 
that's probably always going to be the case anyway. There's always yeah. of ways to make I everyone know. miserable. Yeah, seriously. For people who don't know, uh, people in the comic book industry do not like uh, spectators. So, uh, speculators. Speculators. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. Oh yeah, I guess there's a difference between like speculating, like oh, this is a cool book that uh, has a character that might be hot someday, and then there's you know scalpers who just you know try to buy as many copies of a new hot thing to resell so they can it for more. turn over and sell it yeah instead yeah, of actually real... people buying it to enjoy it yeah they're they're the real scumbags yeah um, exactly so don't but... do that people yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there's a huge manga shortage too that's another thing we've, oh, been, yeah. we've been dealing with is manga we haven't gotten any new manga in months yeah, I think that's that's been hitting us first just because those are the ones we have to, you know, get shipped from overseas and like they just can't like all there's like no shipping containers, there's a shortage on those and like everyone's mm-hmm. scrambling to get their own all their own stuff shipped. It's yeah. a huge mess right now that's the the pandemic put a lot of strain on and now we're really starting to see the effects of it. So Yeah. If there's a a new book you want or just any book that you want right now definitely hit your shops up now mm-hmm. and and order what you can and pre-order because um, there probably won't be a lot left by the time the holidays roll around yeah seriously um pre-order definitely want to make sure you're you're starting to do that if you don't already and um just be nice it's not our yeah, fault please <laughs> it's not our fault <laughs> uh it's it's, it's thank, i'm thankful so many of our our customers where we work are are Nice they're and, and forgiving wonderful they're we have uh, wonderful customers they're so sweet yeah it's great yeah um, one of them bought us uh was it cookies i think we had someone bring us cookies last yeah, week yeah oreos, uh, oreos. That, yeah oreos yes yeah someone else brought us cupcakes like a month ago it's it's nice i'm sure we're they're gonna wonderful. get some halloween candy too which i'm excited for yes it's oh, uh, exciting yeah, any, anything else we should touch on before we, we hop into these these here books? Or... Oh, well, I did have one quick thing. I wanted oh, yeah. to ask you, uh, so I just learned this recently. This is just like a little fun fact. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the Venom movie came out recently, right? The second yes. one. So did you know that Venom was actually originally supposed to be a female? I did not know that. Yeah, uh, that was announced... Um, the creator uh, talked about it. And so originally, uh, the original pitch for Venom... Um, for Venom the character or Venom the movie? No, the character, sorry. Okay, not the, okay, not yes. the movie. Yeah, like Just, the actual comic book character. Right. Um, uh, the, so the original pitch, the creator is... I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce the last name right. It's David uh, Michelini, I think. Um okay. So his original thing was that he wanted uh, Venom to be this woman who uh, was pregnant and her husband was like trying to get a taxi and the taxi driver got like distracted by like a or like something happened where there was a fight happening with like Spider-Man and some other villain. And so the husband ends up dying and the woman has like a miscarriage and goes into a coma. And then when she wakes up, she wants like revenge on Spider-Man um, and then they were going to combine her with the symbiote suit and she was going to become Venom. Uh, okay. But when they got it into like the uh, editing room, uh, the Marvel editor, uh, Jim Salicrup, c- 
cut it because at the time he didn't believe that fans would really believe a woman standing toe to toe with Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which unfortunately like kind of tracks. I even remember some of like the old Spider-Man comics where it's like if there was like a woman who was a villain, he's like, oh, I, I can't hit a woman. What am I supposed to do? And it's like, <laughs> all right, dude. Yeah. But, oh gosh, yeah. that would have been cool. Yeah, so just uh, um, just your interesting fun fact of the day. Yeah, instead we got kind of white bread Eddie Brock. Yeah. <laughs> who's <laughs> never been too interesting until I think uh, Tom Hardy has played him. I really, <laughs> I haven't seen the new one yet, but I really like the first one. And I'm, I'm looking forward to this this one as well. All right. Should we should we talk about some some books? Yeah, let's talk about some books. So first up, uh, we are going to be talking about well spoilers for for both books. Um, mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Uh, but the first one we'll be talking about is uh, Snapdragon by Cat Lay, which is published by uh, First Second uh, Press. Which it's a lot of cool books. I like I like First Second a lot. Yeah, um, they have some good stuff. Yeah, what's uh, what's Snapdragon about? So Snapdragon, uh, that is the uh, name of the main character. So it's about this 13-year-old, uh, and she hears about this witch that lives in town. And so it starts off right with her going to meet this witch. And you find out that she, that Snapdragon is kind of like odd in her own way. Um, mm-hmm. And then... She befriends the witch, and she makes other friends, and the whole thing is very creepy and cute and heartwarming, and it's just a, it's just a really, it's it's just a very sweet book about being yourself. I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you read it before? Or was this your first time reading it? This is my second time reading it. Okay, uh, me I too. I, I think I remember reading it when I like closer to when it came out. Um, mm-hmm looks cool it's got a really cool cover um and you know i'm always down for for witchy stuff oh yeah um, and this is definitely chock full of witches i mean two two ish witches uh, i guess but um and i, I like the the, the misdirects they go with it's like mm-hmm. oh she's not really a witch and like oh wait she is a witch but just not how you think of of witches really yeah um, yeah i i did like that i was like it's like oh it's like there's she's not a witch there's no magic and it's like actually just kidding there might be and it's like no there's not oh wait yeah no there actually is (laughs) yeah it's 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 great and it's yeah i think yeah the character designs are all really cool um like uh snap is what she goes by most most in the book she's she's really cool um she's doesn't fit in at school can't can't really make friends um but she's got a very kind of uh determined spirit and Mm -hmm. like stands up for herself and others and and her dog which she 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 bravely you know goes to visit the haunted witch's house to to recover and (laughs) her dog's name is is good boy which is just the great name for a dog yeah like (laughs) They call him uh, GB a lot, which is a good good nickname. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like I liked it a lot. It's um, super fun, kind of coming of age story, learning about yourself and like magic and friendship and yeah, just yeah. kind of finding more about like who you want to be. Finding and, your own power, I think, is the big yeah, thing in it. Um, absolutely. 
Yeah, because so right in the beginning, I love the way it started because it just started like in the action, you know, like mm-hmm. it started and she's like, I'm at the witch's house. There's a witch and I need to rescue my dog. And yeah. so the witch, her name is Jax and she lives in the forest. Uh, and so I, I do love with Jax. She likes being perceived as like this scary witch, which oh, yeah, I think she leans is into awesome. It at first. Yeah, great. she's like, I ate your dog, and she's like, No, you didn't. <laughs> it's like, Okay, you got she's me. She's like, Fine, I didn't. So I love that about Jax is that she just like she just loves it. She's like, Yeah, I'm I'm a witch. I I'm super scary. And then Snap is so tenacious, um, you know, and she they just click, you know, based almost mm-hmm. right away, uh, which I thought was great. Yeah, which, yeah, also it kind of works uh, seeing how um, Snap is the granddaughter of uh, Jax's ex-girlfriend, which is revealed mm-hmm. later. It's like, oh, okay, so that's yeah probably ties into why they get along so well, too. But Yeah, the, the storytelling in this was awesome. Like, it, it mm-hmm. really, it has a lot of flashbacks, um, mm-hmm. but it all ties it in together really well, and the the pacing was really good, I thought. Like, there yeah. was a really solid character development, a really solid plot, and it it was very much... Yeah, it was just all tied in really well. Um, so, like, there's a part where right in the beginning, Jack's, uh, you know, the witch is, you know, missing an eye. And so Snap is like, mm-hmm. what happened with your eye? And she's like, a fox ate it. And you don't know with Jax because she's so... Uh, you know, tries to be scarier than she is, um, if she's telling the truth or not. And mm-hmm. then we have the story in the middle where Snapdragon is telling her friend about this scary, like, creature that has been in her family. And then you find out later that Jax gave her eye to a fox, and then that fox protects Snap's family. So it's like yeah, there's all like- these tie-ins, and it just it's woven together really beautifully. Yeah, like I think uh, One-Eyed Tom is the name of the fox. It's yeah. really cool. It's bright green eye. Um, just, so, yeah, a lot of little things. Like, even, like, when um, I think Snap, like, first goes to visit um, to help uh, Jax out with, with her work, mm-hmm. she, like, looks at this, you know, bundle of something that's covered with a tarp, like, at, at Jax's house. And, like, the second time I read it, it's like, oh, that's the motorcycle. And it's, like, mm-hmm. just, like, little things like that that they... they um, linger on in in the book it's like oh it's like it makes sense just tying it all together um like you said i think yeah the flashbacks and like the storytellings are really really woven well together like i never felt like they were jarring transitions like it was mm-hmm. always like even when like we were hanging out with with jackson snap and Jax was hearing a story from okay sorry snap was hearing a story from Jax, um and as uh it's being told we're we suddenly find out that like snap is telling the story to Lou, her friend. And it's like, just, yeah, it just cuts between those seamlessly and it never, never feels jarring or, or confusing, which yeah. is, is really well done. That's, that's the thing is I'd never felt confused once, like the whole time reading it for how I think kind of complicated the story actually is. Mm-hmm. It's uh very, very intricately woven, mm-hmm. um, but it works really well. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, very dynamic for sure. Yeah, the the art in particular, like um, you were talking about, when she's just even in the first few pages going to the witch's house, it's a very like 
you can really see the movement in in like the bike ride and the determination. Mm-hmm. Um, just then, yeah, throughout there's a lot of cool action. And I love how she she exaggerates facial features a lot. Like when Snap mm-hmm. is like saying stuff, she, like she gets really intense, and like you can tell yeah. with like the exaggerated facial features. <laughs> Yeah, she's got these these big expressive eyebrows, which are really really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's she's super cool. She's such a such a dope main character. Yeah, um, she's really cool. I think that's one thing I really liked about it is is the main is the main character. You know, so Snap mm-hmm. is um, a teenage girl. She's like I think she's like supposed to be thir- twelve or thirteen, and one of the things with her is that she always feels like she doesn't fit in like she feels really weird and she feels Mm -hmm. like people like tease her a lot she doesn't really have a lot of friends and like her one friend is like you know this old witch who lives in the forest um and then she meets her friend lou who's great um but i think that was that was the thing with with snap is that she she's just so herself which is great to see right right yeah she's She's wonderful, and um, I think it's really, really important to like see characters like that that um, kind of break out of that that mold that so many of us are, are kind of pushed into growing up as kids. Um, mm-hmm. And I think uh, she has like a really good talk with her mom about kind of when she she stands up to some bullies who are bullying her friend Lou, who um, it turns out to be uh, a, a trans girl and. After kind of uh, headbutting this bully in this really awesome <laughs> panel, where yeah. she just kicks. Yeah, it's it's a great one, but she gets in trouble of it, obviously, because you're not supposed to fight bullies, but um, you should. Uh, so, <laughs> but like she she has just really good talk with her mom, and her mom is like, you know, uh, you you know, you've always you know, uh, felt different from other kids. Like, do you like are you a boy? Like, you know, Lou is a girl and stuff, and. She, snaps is like no I'm, I'm i'm me i'm not like that and it's like it's okay to like you know that she's not trans like it's she's just you know mm-hmm. not a stereotypical like you know proper girl and, right exactly and but at the same time like it was really really sweet to see that conversation and i think it's super super apparent for uh, uh important for parents to talk about like gender with their kids because yeah e- even if like even if your kid isn't transgender just helping them kind of navigate the the weirdness and like nonsense of, mm-hmm. of gender is is really important especially early on when they're when they're developing and right if, if they are trans like then this is that's, that's a huge step in, in helping them transition safely and and happily yeah absolutely and and i loved the part uh there's a part where her mom is buying books and snap finds Mm, this book about skeletons and she's like i want this book and then the librarian is like oh honey that's not a book for little girls and her mom's like actually she'll take it so you know i really like that and i think that that's that's an important thing too is that you know snap she says that she's like oh people think that you know I'm weird or whatever and then her mom's like yeah like do you feel like you're a boy like how Lou feels like she's a girl and she's like no I just feel like I'm not a proper girl and I think that that that's really important because there's no such thing as like 
what makes someone a girl, what makes someone a boy. You know, like you either are mm-hmm. or like you aren't. You know, it's like so you can be like into like skeletons and like mud and like all this stuff that Snap is into and like still be a girl, you know? Yeah. So and I think that so that's a really um I think I just think, yeah, like I said, it's a very important conversation for parents to have with their kids and to understand that they're they're they can just be who they want to be. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, super super great to see that in in young adult literature. Um, but I'm trying to see what did she say. Well, uh, and I think one thing too, just really quick, is that. You know, the point is, is that like you can be as weird as you want to be, you know, because <laughs> you're just being yourself mm-hmm. and then the right people will find you and you'll find your people and you're going to be your, you're being your authentic self and they're being their authentic selves. And that makes the relationship a lot more meaningful than if you tried to like fit in or like conform, you know. Right, right. Yeah, it's always going to just, yeah, make make you happier and make your relationships just more fuller. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're able to just be yourself around other folks. Yeah. Um, yeah, she says, uh, they're, they're in the car after this, this incident. She says, Snap says, I feel like a girl. I just don't act right. Mm. And her mom says, let's get one thing straight. You stood up for yourself and your friend against a bully, so you act just fine. Yeah. I'm proud of who you are, baby, and I don't want you acting any other way. Got it? And it's, yeah, it's very sweet yeah. and touching. And that's... I, I I would think exactly what what a what a parent should be should be telling their yeah. kid in a situation like this. Yeah, absolutely. And I did love her relationship with her mom. I felt like it was very realistic. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, like her mom is a uh, single mom. Um, there, she's like working hard at a at a job like uh, bartending, I think, and then also like going to school to like get a better job, but. So, you know, Snap's on her own a lot, uh, but they, they help each other out. Like, Snap Snap cooks, like, the meals sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, very, very sweet. They, they depend on each other. And I think a lot of times, you know, you see, I think single moms can be under a lot of pressure, you know, obviously, and, like, to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I love that her mom is quote-unquote imperfect as in like she's tired like she works all day and goes to school and she comes home she's tired and she's like snap honey can like you handle making dinner and she's Mm -hmm. like yeah absolutely and I'm like that's so realistic and and their relationship is great and she's a great mom and I just loved I just loved to see that that she wasn't like okay I came home and I've cooked a five course meal you know what I mean (laughs) it's like you know it just felt very real like the characters I think felt like like real people yeah definitely not like you know like the cartoon families you see growing up that are just kind of like perfect and and wealthy i guess Mm -hmm. yeah and i loved lou her friends okay i Mm -hmm. thought of you at the part when lou gets the purple skirt because your favorite color is purple and i I was like i was like braided purple yeah and 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 kids uh, made fun of me for liking purple, so I I changed my favorite color to red. And, oh no! Yeah, no purple. Yeah, um, very <laughs> very relatable um, to Lou there, and I'm I'm glad Lou got to I guess um, where Lulu gets to really flourish with with Snap's help um, and friendship, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's very cute to see. Yeah, and I yeah, and at the end I really liked it where. So throughout the book, 
Jax is so you know it turns out she is a witch okay spoiler mm-hmm. spoiler alert yeah and then uh she teaches snap how to um do magic and through the whole time she's like no you have to do it this way you have to do it this way mm-hmm. uh and then at the end um snap uh finally does magic but she does it in her way and Jax is like i'm sorry like i was trying to teach you how to do it my way you know and everyone's mm-hmm. different so i think that's that's a really i think important message in the book um is that you know you it's all about like finding yourself like with the help of other people you know in more ways than one you know so yeah yeah i I really appreciate yeah how the magic was like it's it's a hard thing to do and like you know requires focus but it's not totally like inflexible and Mm -hmm. and rigid like like some might think or like jack's thinks Mm -hmm. um and yeah it's really sweet it's uh on halloween when uh magic is a little easier she finally um takes snap flying um because snap is you know way into all like you know the traditional kind of hocus pocus witch (laughs) stuff and Jax is like no 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 no. you don't need any of that Um, (laughs) she takes her flying on a bench too which is cool and she's like why are we on a bench it's like so i can sit down (laughs) (laughs) she's old lady she doesn't want to stand on a sit on a broom yeah it's uh it's like yeah it totally makes sense like, yeah it probably would be a little uncomfortable <laughs> <writing on> a <laughs> yeah the, it was a pretty funny book like the whole yeah. part with um buck the deer ghost mm-hmm. wanting to be the motorcycle like that was just oh yeah so funny i loved it yeah uh snaps like in in trouble because her her dad um her mom's like ex-boyfriend comes comes back to get his stuff or whatever you know just doing typical douchery throwing his weight around uh, but and uh, Jax finds out about it because when I Tom was watching over them and uh, kind of alerts her to this through through their shared kind of curse weird magic stuff and she's like oh I gotta get over there it's like tries to call her mom realizes like she doesn't know her phone number um, tries to get on her motorcycle it's like oh it's this is out of gas obviously because it's been sitting here for ages mm-hmm. um, and then her her little ghost companion uh buck which is just like this this huge deer just possesses the the bike to get to go and it's it's super cool um yeah. and then ends up just staying in the bike yeah, for the he rest won't of the leave. story he he's just like wants he's to just be a motorcycle it. yeah it's like yeah i would too that sounds cool <laughs> but yeah yeah it's it's good i a lot, lot of lot of cool animals um mm-hmm. like I, I love that um Jax is does this kind of she like this taxidermy like articulation she she collects the bones of of, of dead animals and like the roadkill and actually like she helps them kind of you know release their their spirits and gives them like a proper burial but also can you know uh sustain herself just like selling like skeletons and and mm-hmm these cool things on the internet she's like yeah very very kind of modern witch yeah um, that was that was cool to see yeah um, and, and the, also yeah the, the oh, animals are so cute i know that the possums especially um there's there's a, a dead possum they run into um, early on in the book and and snap brings the babies um that are left behind um from the mom who died to, to jacks to help and ends up taking care of them and they're super cute and mm-hmm. then uh, Snap has a super cute possum costume um, for Halloween, with, like <laughs> a sweatshirt with the pouch and everything, and the ears, and it's it's really great. Even even when she's like sad because 
uh, magic is, is is stressful and like sitting in bed she still has the costume I'm like oh it's still really cute <laughs> like, yeah so. and I loved her hair in it I thought it was mm-hmm. so cute like because she, she's so uh, like vibrant and like um, vivacious so I felt like her hair really matched her you know and I just yeah. loved it yeah I like that I like that it, yeah, it changes a couple times in the book and it's Nice to see, nice to see characters that don't just like always look the same. Like, mm-hmm. um, you have like a set costume. Yeah. Um, on cool shirts. I like, uh, Jax has a lot of cool outfits too, especially her t-shirt at the beginning with the little cat saying meowdy and <laughs> like the Crocs. It's just very, very fun. Yeah. Oh, and I loved when, uh, so Jax in the beginning, she has, you know, kind of looks like a witch, you know, she has this long black trench coat on and like a black mm-hmm. hat and like an eye patch and she's yeah. all scary. And then, um, when Snap comes back to bring her the baby possums, she like changes into like pajamas and she's wearing like mm-hmm. a pink t-shirt and she's like, what like what are you looking at <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah you you know i'm not like a, a, a what you thought of as a witch at least so yeah. <laughs> i don't need to play it up anymore really it's <laughs> great yeah so yeah but yeah really really sweet story um multiple queer characters um got a spooky vibe yeah lots of ghosts and animals and and magic it's, it's witchcraft fun. and headbutting and <laughs> everything yeah good. highly recommend yeah <sighs> all right so let's see here what's the next one uh witch light by mm-hmm. jesse zabarski uh with colors by how do you say that i'm gonna i'm not sure but it's like like jev uh chateau yeah it sounds it looks french Mm-hmm. Chateau, uh, they he pronouns, and this one's by RH Graphic, which is yeah, uh, a little indie publisher or Random House, I believe, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, this this was this was my pick uh, for the episode. It's one I went, read a while ago that I, I really liked. Um, it's about a girl who meets a witch um and the witch uh sort of kidnaps her uh so uh the girl whose name is sanja can teach the witch lelic uh how to fight you know with the sword and stuff because sanja's clearly able to to use one uh when they first uh encounter each other uh they're they're kind of on a quest to find uh the the missing half of of lelic's soul which is kind of makes it so she can't use her magic to her full potential. Um, and on the way, they very, very clearly fall in love. Um, <laughs> they run into some hardships. They, they kind of uh, stage witch fights uh, in towns that they visit so they can make money. Um, and, yeah, there's some, some big tragedy uh, when uh, Lilic almost dies, but... Um, Sandra's able to save her and they live happily ever after and it's very sweet <laughs> it is very sweet so this is my first time uh reading it yeah yeah it was very cute um, and it uh, i know i know you're a map hound you like you like the maps oh my god one. yeah i see like i that's the easiest way to win me over in any sort of book <laughs> or uh graphic novels when you open it up and the first page is a map done i'm invested 
love it. I didn't even notice when I was reading it again today um, until the very end uh, when I was looking at, at like the credits at the front and stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a map here. And it's like, it, it was kind of cool to see re go back and look at the map after reading the book because I was like, oh, okay, I can track their journey kind of now and see that they even... Mm-hmm. Uh, Sanja even like pulls out like basically a copy of this map at one point when they're when they're trying to get to a certain point um mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah very very cool fantasy world I appreciate it because I I feel like it, there's a lot of books and a lot of graphic novels that could do with a map you know but they don't put mm-hmm. it in because it's you know they don't which is fine um and this is one where it's like a smaller book and they go to only you know, only a few places but she still thought to include a map now it's like ooh Thank you. Love it. Yes. Yes. It's like almost like just standard in like fantasy novels, like any, any fantasy book, like it's got to have a map, mm-hmm. um, but like comics, you, you don't see them as much. Um, so it's always, always cool when, when they do show up. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. You know, I started reading Dune recently and oh, wow. yeah. And then I opened that up and that has a map in the beginning too, which I was, I was excited oh, gosh, about. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, been ages since I, I've read that, but. Yeah. Um, definitely probably benefits from a map. It's a, it's a weird one to <laughs> yeah. navigate. Yeah, it's a little bit bigger than a graphic novel, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a fantasy uh, vibe in this story. Um, it starts right in the beginning with Sanja, the main character, uh, mm-hmm. and she has to go to the market. And uh, Lelic, that's that's how you say it, right? Lelic, the witch. I'm not sure Lelic? exactly, but Lelic? that's. that's yeah. Lelek, Lelek, Ellie, L-E-K. I'm, I'm, Lelek is kind of what my brain goes yeah, to, but. me too. All right, um, cool. That's what we're going to go with. So, yeah. uh, Lelek is in the square and she's doing like magic stuff. And this guy comes up and he's like, you sold me a bad spell. And she's like, oh my God, no, I didn't. And he's like, yeah, you did. And he's like, goes to attack her. And then, uh, Lelek, uh, counters his attack. And then Sanja, is she like so was she following her or did it just look like she was following her i think she was following her like she uses um this kind of magic uh kind of like i think it's like wax from her candle and like dust she kind of can breathe this kind of salmon colored mist Mm -hmm. um to kind of make different shapes and 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 entities uh but eventually during this fight she kind of gets a smoke screen going uh to to ward off her attackers but i think yeah sanja is able to to see through it and and follows after her for some reason well um, i have my theories about why she was following her but i was curious what, why you thought that she follows her right in the beginning well you see at the at the very start um when where you first see the panel with lelic um uh, sanja kind of looks over and sees her then looks away and blushes like okay you're clearly um kind of into this person and then mm-hmm. um she, she sees this whole altercation happen um uh we know that uh sanja has a uh kind of pre predisposed fear of witches um based on her her upbringing it sounds like her father was very uh, bigoted toward toward witches so she's kind of scared but also i think she's she's curious about learning about her and so she ends up following her and they they when they catch up they they fight and stuff but she she says i don't want to fight you and it's like um so i think she's probably yeah probably like you know that that curiosity um that that little bit of 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 romantic chemistry and probably 
um, just based on even that that first uh, interaction with her father, maybe just wanted to kind of get away from yeah. from that. That's that's the main thing I was thinking is that right in the beginning, it's like obvious that her dad is sexist because she's like he's like oh like you do stuff like I have to take the boys to do something and she's just like okay uh, mm-hmm. and then later on in the book she like has a dream about her mom so Sanja is like stocky right like she's very tall mm-hmm. and she's like broad shouldered and she's like good with fighting and she's very strong and her mom in this dream is like you know uh, wear this it'll make you look thin and you know typical mm-hmm. toxic mom stuff and um so I think that she was curious. I think she had a crush on her. And I think she was also maybe looking for a reason to leave. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's very clear early on that, like, because, like, her, her dad and her brothers are kind of, like, you know, growing up to be guards and warriors and stuff. And she's clearly better at that than either of them. Mm-hmm. Like, and, yeah, it's it's cool. You could, if, Like, at the very beginning, she's wearing this... The, the the hat that her mom wants her to wear and the, this, this the dress keepoke yeah it's got this kind of well, its own name and then by later on she's just wearing all kinds of different stuff sometimes just like just clothes that are easier to like travel or fight in but still like dresses and stuff here and there but it's just kind of it's her own her own uh look yeah yeah she's yeah. she's she's deciding it all for herself and it's it's very clear that mm-hmm she's happier for it which is cool to see yeah um, she's not being body shamed yeah yeah and it's like i just love uh seeing bigger and like fat characters like use swords like it's always like you know uh a buff dude or like a, a like a super thin like young or small person just like mm-hmm. using like being like the protagonist with the sword and it's like you know, anyone can use a sword. Like, it's probably bigger people who are using swords because they can actually lift They're them. strong, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like... But yeah, so that, that was cool to see. Um, I just, like... Yeah, there's a whole, a whole like, a lot of body diversity throughout the book, which is cool to see. One of the witches they fight is just, like, huge and bald and just, like, mm-hmm. has these gigantic arms that she just kind of swats, <laughs> like, away with. Yeah. Um, she's also kind of an asshole, but she's she is cool. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I did like so the the witch. Uh, uh, she has the candle above her head, which I thought yes. was very cool, yeah. and it distinguishes her and distinguishes witches, which I thought was like mm-hmm. a very clever uh, idea. You know, to to go into a town and you're like, oh, which ones are the witches? And it's like, oh, the ones who have a candle floating above their head. You know. Yeah, it's a good way to advertise their services, and it's like supposed to be like a, a training uh thing like uh it's it's a good way to hone your magic to just keep a candle floating above your head and keep it lit at all times it's like mm-hmm. and i i i guess uh lelic's candle is 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 clearly tied to her like soul and life force a little bit more intricately intricately than others might be but um and it's also not the only way uh witches use magic like they they, they run into another witch who doesn't use a candle at all and just like uses like patterns and stuff that they draw which is is interesting i like like um yeah it's cool that the candle um it's just really it looks really interesting and it's kind of got this cool lore behind it but i I appreciate that it's not the only way magic is done in this world yeah Um, and i just felt like it was very like distinguishing you know like it was something Mm -hmm. that made the book uh like stand out a little bit 
Right, exactly. Like, it's, yeah, very, very unique way of, of depicting of magic, which I always appreciate in books. It's not mm-hmm. just, oh, I read a book and I can shoot a fireball from my hand now. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, there's there's cool yeah rules and stuff yeah. to it. Although I would have, I will say, I would have liked a little bit more uh, details and like world building because I and I think that's mm-hmm. because I think the world is so cool that she made. Um, yeah. And and I know it's just like you know one short graphic novel and you can only fit so much into it. Um, but I would have, I think it would have been cool to. It would be cool to learn more about the world and the the magic in it and the lands and the different types of, uh, you know, people mm-hmm. and all of that. Yeah, then the, uh, the Jesse definitely um, shows does a lot more showing than telling uh, mm-hmm. in the art, um, which I you know I appreciate. Like you get you know pages at a time of, of just like scenery or yeah. even just like characters interacting and. It's really, really pretty and gorgeous to look at often. Yeah, uh, lots of cute little montages. Like, yeah, it's it's definitely a world that would be more to it would be fun to explore more mm-hmm. um, for sure. And the art is so soft. Like that's something mm-hmm. I really liked. It just felt very like cozy and soft and like colorful and yeah, you know, kind of a cottage core kind of feel to it. Yeah. Not a lot of super, super straight lines, and everything's kind of got, like, a soft curve to it, which is very pretty. I like, I like the colors. Like I said, like, the, the salmon-colored, like, kind of magic that kind of, like, whooshes around everything whenever Lelic does the spells and things. It's really cool. Um, but, yeah, uh, super pretty. Yeah. I like I like a lot of the expressions, too. They they yeah. It can convey a lot of, um, especially you know when this 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 awkward romance is kind of is blooming. It's there's a lot of uh, unspoken emotions um, mm-hmm. and little facial expressions that are really cute. Yeah, um, she does funny a, sometimes. She does a good job with that with the mm-hmm. the kind of subtle the subtlety. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it works well for the most part. Uh, there's a, a few parts where I wish there was like a little more conversation or something like, uh, like I really liked that, uh, Sanja is not, uh, a perfect character and mm-hmm. definitely says some kind of thoughtless things, uh, to Lelic, uh, that are just kind of like ignorant of, of her, her background and history. She like mm-hmm. assumes that she stole food at one point and like calls her a wild animal. It's like, whoa, you need to, uh, chill Sanja. Yeah. Yeah, and um, the most part, like she she works through it and like feels bad about it. But there's like a couple times where um, they don't really talk about it, or we don't really see them talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have appreciated like seeing her apologize in full and kind of yeah. getting that emotional labor kind of put in a little bit more. But they still kind of show it. Um, you just don't don't see the words, which. Mm-hmm. That's fine, but sometimes I, I wish I could have a little bit more dialogue. Read more of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I th- I think that that's important. Uh, an important part to Sanja's character development is that you know, mm-hmm. like we had mentioned before, 
uh, Sanja's dad is, we learn that he is very like afraid of witches and he tries to tell them, you know, witches are bad and they're evil and like all this stuff. And so Sanja grew up hearing that. So it's kind of this thing where she repeats things and has these biases without even maybe not even realizing it. And then as she grows and develops, she, you know, realizes she has to unlearn those things that she was taught as a child and just has to get to know uh, Lelik for who she is as a person. Yeah. And that's, yeah, it's really, that's stepping outside of your, your boundaries is such an important first step to kind of overcoming those, those fears um, and prejudices. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to see her do that. Yeah. Um, but. And then for Lelik, I think a big thing with her was learning to trust people. Yeah, because she is angry a lot of the time. Yeah, she she's had a rough, rough one, and she kind of gets by, um, sort of swindling people uh, in different towns, um, and you know that's 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 totally fine. Uh, most of the people she ripped <laughs> off didn't seem that cool to me anyway. Yeah. So, but um, you know, it's it's uh, doing that all on your own um, can be hard, and opening herself up to to Sanja's help um I think was was really important for her yeah um, yeah and I liked I liked that Lilic is she was kind of uh raised to be this kind of all-powerful savior mm-hmm. of of like her her family's uh village um and it uh just didn't really go through and she clearly feels awful about it and is kind of trying to find the the other half of her magic that's taken away. She's like on this quest and you know, like the, the story very, like very clearly depicts like, you know, she doesn't have to do this and she doesn't do it. She doesn't like save the day or anything mm-hmm. like, and it turns out that like opening herself up to this other person, Sanja is, is more important and ultimately like makes her, her happier. Yeah. And, um, you gotta, off. you gotta leave the past in the past, you know? Gotta mm-hmm. think. Part of it was she had to forgive herself. I mean, she got a lot of yeah. She had a lot of pressure on her as a kid to like save her village, like with all her witch training, and then she doesn't save the village, and it's not her fault. Like she was a kid, yeah. so I think yeah, that's that's part of it for sure is learning to forgive yourself um, and trust other people and let them in and move on and enjoy your life. Exactly, and. Yeah, one of one of the multiple just kind of emotional gut punches of the, of the story Oof, is like yeah. she she finds the person, kind of just randomly who who did kill the village. Like yeah, wiped out her whole village, and it's just yeah, it's 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 really really heartbreaking and, and sad to see, and mm-hmm. it's just I, I appreciate that it kind of sidesteps the the, the kind of the savior trope of, of her like kind of finding justice for this. And it's like, there, mm-hmm. it's like, there is no, there, there's no justice to be had or like revenge. It's just, it's just a, a horrible thing that happened. And that's, that's yeah. what it has to be. And it sucks. But, and I think that's a lot more, uh, that's a lot more how like life is, you know? So I, mm-hmm. I love, I love it when authors, they have characters who are imperfect and they have stories that are complicated you know, and it, it's just, it was just really well done. Yeah. Um, I, I will say uh, a content warning for, for this book in particular. There is, uh, there is like 
thoughts, like suicidal thoughts and, and tendencies in there a little bit. Um, so if that's something you don't want to deal with, I would maybe steer away from. But yeah, not not that nobody 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 you know, does it or anything. Commit suicide, yeah. but it's definitely it's like some depression talked and, about. Yeah, yeah, which was you know kind of kind of nice to see like not, not like I'm, I'm not like into like seeing that it's not like <laughs> not a good wow. thing but it's a <laughs> how dare you <laughs> it's just a not something you see especially in in books that are clearly kind of it's this is more of a young adult read like a fantasy um, romance yeah mm-hmm. and it's like yeah there's it's like these these are real characters who are dealing with very real issues and you know their their emotions surrounding those issues are, are very real and uh they, they don't shy away from showing that. Which, yeah, and which they I appreciate. they grow together and find their way together. You know. Yeah, it's very so, sweet. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, it's the the big kind of like final arc of of the story is running into. Uh, they run into Sanja's brother again, um, who thinks that apparently she's been kidnapped this whole time by Lelic, and so he sneaks up on them later and, and tries to kill Lelic and basically does. Mm-hmm. And Chops it's her candle. Just like, it's, yeah, and it's really, really awful and, and horrible and Sanja just works really hard to get her to this place where the other half of her magic is able to save her, but um, I really appreciate there's a little epilogue story at the end where they kind of look in uh, like a little, they have like a little, a little scrying pool pool where they they spy on on Lynn to see where he's Lynn uh, her brother who uh, who killed Lelic sort of um, they they he he still has her candle and he's trying to like find out how he can fix this um, mm-hmm. and he's clearly upset by it and oh wait so um, they didn't take the candle with them no because oh. um, it yeah it got cut in half and she doesn't have it at the end oh okay um, yeah because i guess she she once she gets her other half back she's able to she doesn't on need her it own. yeah but but it's very very importantly both of them kind of declare like yeah i i don't forgive him and i don't think i ever will and that's absolutely okay mm-hmm. um there's this kind of um uh, you know, expectation um, for characters like that in a lot of stories that they'll, they kind of, you know, will reach redemption, you know, and and, and deserve forgiveness. And it's like, maybe, maybe he does and maybe he finds it at some point, but like, that's not, that's not important. Yeah. And like, that's not the story that's being told. And it's, it's nice to see um, these two women not Mm-hmm. have that hanging over their head for this story which mm-hmm. it doesn't so many others yeah absolutely and and they're they're happy still you know like mm-hmm. they're, it's not like they're sitting there like ver- like burning with vengeance and needing to mm-hmm. go you know they're just like oh well fuck him like, i'm done <laughs> like, bye like Sanja's curious and like they look out on him but like they're not letting it consume them like yeah at all, which is great to see, because mm-hmm. you shouldn't, and absolutely don't. They, yeah, they they don't need to. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and I liked the whole chosen family thing at the end because I think mm. that's that's part of it, you know, is he's her brother, so there's always the expectation and a lot of things are like, oh, it's family, like you have to blah, blah, blah. And she's just mm-hmm. like, oh, no, I'm good. And then, you know, she lives yeah. with all these other cool witch women for the rest of mm-hmm. time. Like, yeah, way better. Mm. Uh, they probably visit her cool grandma too. Yeah. Okay. And I loved how many women were in this book. Like, oh yeah, so many women. And I loved that like queer women were like, felt like the default, you know, like the shopkeepers mm-hmm. and like, it just, I think there's only like two guys in the whole book. So yeah. Uh, like her brother Lynn is like the only one who really says, much, says anything. And, and he's, he sucks. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so I loved, and it, it felt very like, um, like natural, like it didn't feel very mm-hmm. like forced or anything. Like it was like, that was just like the world, you know, like it was just like, Oh, this is the, this is the world. And it's, it's all women characters. And like most of them are queer, you know, and that's just like how it was. It wasn't like, you know, it just was very sweet. I thought. Yeah. And every, every town has like a cool witch or two that's just ready to throw down, mm-hmm. I guess, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fight uh, scenes were cool. I like that in the art a lot. Yeah. I think, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of cool different witches we see on display. Um, makes me think this would make like a, a really cool like series uh, for like TV or cartoon, where it's like going from town to town and, and seeing all kinds of different people. This would be awesome as a series because then I think we would be able to get more of those details we were talking about that oh, yeah, we wanted. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Get a a whole season of of witch lay. You could go to get all kinds of deets on every every town and mm-hmm. village they go to yeah and we get more of that dialogue and yeah i think this would be a great tv show yeah fortunately they're just gonna keep remaking old cartoons or something <laughs> yeah, <again. laughs> uh, yeah a very unique take on, on witches in general but like not so unique like they're still kind of outcasts of society who can do who can do things that no one else can so they're they're necessary but also kind of feared and outcast mm-hmm. but um, just yeah, the way they, I like, I really like how uh, most of the societies in the book like really respect them and and honor them, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, very cool. And it kind of, I had slight Steven Universe vibes a little bit with the art. Yeah, I felt yeah. like just like the the softness and like the roundness. Um, totally, yeah, I can see a, so, a lot in the faces there. Yeah, um, so if you like that kind of art style, I think you'd like this this book. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's our two, our two spooky books Halloween for our books. scary Halloween yeah. episode. <laughs> so scary. Like, neither of them are scary at all. But <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> but they have witches in it, so it's spooky. Yeah, yeah I love witches. There's <laughs> so many good witch comics out there. There's these, a these lot. These are just two. Yeah. Um, like uh, a lot we, of we good ones. Definitely talked about it before, but uh, Witch Blood coming out right now. Oh, a great one! Stop! I'm so. Ugh, I love Witch Blood so much. It's that one, so uh, good. Witch, Witchy, which uh, was a, a web comic, has mm-hmm. has a has one volume out mm-hmm. published and a second one coming soon. Another another really good one. Oh. Uh, Mooncakes, fantastic. Witch uh, Boy. Witch Boy, a classic. Yeah. Um, it's great. Love witches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All year round, not just on Halloween. Yeah. Always. Um, <laughs> oh. Hmm? 
well, I was speak, speaking of things uh, we we like, like witches. Uh, are there any 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 cool comics that you've been enjoying yeah. recently? Well, I was gonna say I was like speaking of witches. There's a witch comic mm. coming out that I like right now, and it's um, uh-huh. Mamo. Oh yeah, Mamo's fantastic. Mamo's I'm behind an issue or two, but very good. Super excited for that to be all done and. and collected yeah and i really like the the single issues the um the covers have been really pretty too so. oh yeah gorgeous um and then another one coming out that i uh have been liking it's called ma maw uh strong content warning on that one um okay but for it for uh like sexual assault but it's it's mm. very good uh it's very creepy um it's more of a horror comic so a little bit more scary than some of the stuff we usually talk about but i've been really enjoying it kind of has like a midsummer type feel to it a little bit um and then of course uh the me you love in the dark is still coming out and i've still been really enjoying that one too Uh, what about you um some some new series i've been really enjoying lately uh bountiful garden is a really really cool sci-fi horror um kind of like alien but with like kids who are kind of uh, on a spaceship looking to like find a new planet to inhabit but you know something goes wrong and it's yeah very 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 good elements of of dread um with a lot of cool character and art design um and then uh dirtbag rapture uh that's (laughs) a cool name enjoyed yeah it's about just this girl who can uh talk to ghosts and see ghosts and also kind of uh transport them around places because mm, um, i guess cool. ghosts in in this world ghosts are like tied to the location where they died but she can kind of create this little like hotel in her mind where they can they can stay and then she can fly to wherever they need to go oh. to, like, you know help find their family or whatever huh. um, really cool um and and funny it's uh christopher sabella writing it who's one of my faves um nice very very curious to see where it goes cool um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what we've been enjoying. Um, you know, let us know what you're enjoying as well. Um, and let us know what you think we should read. Uh, <laughs> but what we've got a couple that we plan to read for the time being. Um, those being the graphic novels uh, Squad by Maggie Tokuda Hall and Lisa Sturl, and Girl Haven by Lila Sturgis and Megan Carter. Yeah, I'm excited for those. Um, so Squad, uh, that just came out, um, mm-hmm. and I liked it so much, I was like, we have to do this for an episode, like, now. Um, so that's <laughs> what we're covering it next time, and it is, uh, it's these girls who um, are in high school, it kind of has like a Mean Girls, like Heathers kind of feel to it, and the thing though is that they're werewolves. So it's like, I'd say okay. it's kind of like, Jennifer's body mixed with like Heather's it's and the art is by Lisa Sterl who's doing witch blood so it's just it's just great um Girlhaven I haven't heard of that one though what's that one about um I'm not too sure I just know that has a really cool cover came out in February I haven't read it yet so I'm very curious to find out um I, I think it involves kind of a uh some you know girls obviously and and (laughs) Perhaps a boy who uh, realizes that he may be a girl ah, as well, which is okay. very cute. Cool. Um, 
yeah, uh, Lila Sturges is a super cool uh, author. You may may recognize her from uh, the trans pizza thing on Twitter every now and then. Well, she'll give uh, order a pizza for a random person on Twitter. Oh, it's very, okay, I've seen that. Very sweet. Yeah, uh, you showed me that. Yeah, cool. But yeah, I've been been hearing a lot of hype about it, so I've, I've been wanting to check out check it out for a while. So nice, two new books again. I, yeah, it's 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 exciting. I haven't read either of these yet, so Ooh. it'll be, it'll be super be, fresh. It'll be a good episode. I'm excited. Um, yeah. All right. So, yeah, if you want to find us, um, you can head to Instagram. It's Sage and Brayden Love Comics. And then Twitter is just Sage and Brayden. Um, if you want to shoot us an email, uh, just let us know what you think. If you have any questions, if you want to, you know, suggestions, anything at all. Um, it's Sage and Braden Love Comics at gmail.com. And then if you want to find me, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Sage Reads Comics. And then where can people find you, Braden? I am mostly on Twitter these days. That is uh, at Nettletron. Mm-hmm. Your your Twitter is good too. You write lots of funny stuff. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, I don't I don't tweet too often, but I, I try to try to tweet good ones when i can <laughs> but um yeah uh the the lovely music we use for the show is at last piano by louis zong off the album sites which you can find at louis um also a great twi- twitter follow um louis zong is super super fun yeah uh, his, his yeah. music's great all right well thanks for listening everyone yeah and remember comics are for everyone bye bye Thank you.